Well, hi there. You are listening to the Title Town Podcast. My name is Austin Gann, and I am joined, as always, by the one, the only, Daniel Marhenka. Daniel, how's it going, buddy? It's going good. It feels like there's actual news to talk about in the middle of the week. To this, there is. This time, usually it's we're kind of scrapping for practice notes, but I feel like the last week for the Green Bay Packers has been a busy one, and I'm really excited to get into what we have today. Yes, yes. Uh, where I mean, where do you want to start? You want to start with a Josh Jackson trade? Kind of yeah. a big surprise, very rare trade. Yeah, great, especially straight up player for player. The uh, the Packers trade Josh Jackson, who had uh, an egregious preseason game against the Texans, looked really bad. He was everybody's loser. Gets traded to the Giants for, and I I'm gonna butcher his name, Daniel. So I'm gonna let you say his name, Isaac Yadam. Yadam. Yep, and this is a classic. The Giants want to see him in a trade in a different scenario, and the Packers want to see Josh Jackson in a different situation. So it was very funny because James Lofton during the game, that's (laughs) like late in the game, Josh just, I mean, he was burnt toast. It was a bad game for him. James Lofton goes, you know, maybe he'll uh, he'll thrive in a different system. (laughs) Something along (laughs) those lines, kind of paraphrasing, but. Yeah, and it actually I think, happened. I think that's what the Packers and Giants basically agreed upon. From my knowledge, this was just straight player for player, two guys who, you know, definitely had high ceilings coming in to the league a few years ago and have just never materialized. I know this is this will be Isaac's third team as mm-hmm. he played uh with Denver before the New York Giants last season. But I actually, I think the Packers are the winner of this deal. Whether they yes. keep Isaac or not, Isaac has a great track record on special teams. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely, he's a very long, long-bodied, long arm guy. So that's something that will definitely be a value on the special teams. I think, you know, we, we say Josh Jackson was a huge, uh, definitely sore point for last Saturday's game. And also, so is the special teams. We're going to need to see those guys kind of step up. And also, Mm -hmm. I mean, those, I mean, last season, I know we've brought it up a few times on the podcast, but Josh Jackson was benched for guys on the practice squad because he couldn't contribute on special teams. Yep. It wasn't because he was constantly getting burnt uh, on playing defense, which I thought he played a pretty good game in Tampa Bay what was that week four or five last mm-hmm. season? Yeah. Like I thought he played a pretty strong game. He's a little, he's always just been a little grabby. So he's pretty uh, an easy target to get penalties. But I think you're bringing in a guy in Isaac Yadam who could possibly get a roster spot through his uh, contributions on special teams. I think it adds great competition for guys at the bottom of the roster like a KB and Into, like an Enos Gaines, seeing those guys kind of having a little bit more fire on special teams mm-hmm. with the Packers kind of having a new body in that room will be really good. And I think, you know, I wish all the best for Josh Jackson. I think, yes. you know, he struggled with inner, inner injuries a lot of his career in Green Bay. And when he got out on the field, he was put in some tough situations. So I wish all the best for him. I think the Packers, you know, Coming out of college, a lot of people thought that he was going to outperform Jair from yeah, his I college. Yeah, there being a lot of hype around him. 
Yeah. And so the, you know, I remember people saying that's ah, a steal in the second round and different things like that. So I, I wish all the best to him because I think he's a great guy. I think, I don't know. I really do hope he has success in New York. Yeah. Uh, one, I guess we could chalk this up as one of the few draft failures for Brian Gutekunst. Yeah, I, I definitely think this would be one of his biggest busts because this yeah. is a second rounder that has just not formulated. And I think, you know, I feel like he's nailed the first two rounds in most all of his drafts. So to have this kind of be a dud is a disappointment, but it's hey, going to happen. I think Ted Thompson swung and missed a lot in the first round in his later years of Green Bay. Yeah, I was say in the later years, a if, lot it, of if it wasn't if it wasn't for Kevin or uh, Kenny Clark in 2016, we'd be looking at the end of Ted's years a little differently. Uh-huh. Uh, very much so. A diamond and a bunch of bad, rough picks. If you want a really bad exercise, yeah. bad about Packers old drafts, go back and look at the old <laughs> draft classes. And I think that's what, what materialized in 2017 and 18 is the Packers just missed a lot on the early round guys. Obviously, Ted was a master and at finding mid to late round guys and undrafted guys, but it was that constantly, you know, you get a good contributor, but never the star. And I think what Gunnkunst has done the past few years of getting Gary, getting Jair, getting guys like that, he's really created stars for this defense, even a guy like Darnell mm-hmm. Savage. And of course, yep. you know, I think next year or the year following, we really will see what he can do as far as scouting quarterbacks <laughs> with Jordan Love, because <laughs> yep. I think, you know, even that, I mean, we'll see how this draft class comes along. I think AJ Dillon in year two could have some great uh, contributions. And then also, you know, this year's draft class seems to be as pretty good as well. Right. For sure. For sure. Another interesting thing too, for Isaac is that he has a lot of familiarity with the Vic Paggio defense. Yeah, that Joe Barry is is trying to emulate in Green Bay. So having bringing a guy in who is familiar with the defense, yeah, is an interesting aspect too. Another body, uh, I think you summed it up nice. The Josh Jackson thing nicely. You know, best of luck, and uh, we'll see how that competition at cornerback uh, plays out. What do you What do you want to move on to next? What news news item you want to hit next? Uh, I think we need to keep kind of with what happened last week with Jordan Love getting injured during the Texans mm-hmm. game. Yeah, uh, he hasn't really practiced all week. And Matt LaFleur said, I'm not going to rule him out for Saturday's game against the Jets. But he said it's looking highly unlikely. Very so unlikely. I think that's a hit to Jordan. I think definitely we wanted to see him all three preseason games. I really do think his original kind of plan for uh, the Texans game was to play three quarters. I think that was, I think that was pretty clear. Did we get and confirmation then, on that. Did Matt ever confirm that? I, I want to say he did. I want to say that they just, you were harping on three. I thought he was only going to play the first half. You were harping on three. I really felt like three was because I think that's really what you're evaluating at that point. I don't think Kurt uh, Benkart is really, I don't know if he's going to make the roster and I don't think you're going to need to see a lot of him if he is going to be on the roster. He's the, he's either going to be quarterback three or we're going to stash him on the practice squad. So obviously with Jordan Love out, the Packers had to make a move, bringing back Jake Dumagala, which I think, you know, that made sense. A guy who was with yes. the Packers all offseason, cut him a few days before camp. So I, I, I like what they did there. 
I think it would have been also yes. nice to see maybe a veteran come in like Bortles, but I was Jake, thinking that, but also I like what they're doing for Jake Dumagala. Cause if he doesn't make the Packers squad, which I really don't think he will, at least he's putting on preseason tape. Yes. Most teams have tape on Blake Bortles. So I think they're doing Jake a good favor, but yes. you know, I I'm really curious to see who just plays in general against the jets. I mean, mm-hmm. we saw 30 guys sit out of the Texans game. Yeah. And I don't think that will really change. Yeah. You think more of the same, more of the starters not playing. And do you think we see any of the starters the third game then? Is that kind of the. No, I, I think, I think the third game is going to be treated a lot like how the fourth preseason game used to be treated. I don't mm. think one starter will play. I do expect, I, I would suspect that a starting uh, all I'm talking about starting a line guys. So I'm talking about Elton Jenkins, possibly Billy Turner playing this Saturday. I think mm. that Matt LaFleur will want to see uh, a solid starting five, no matter who's at quarterback, just to see what they can do, especially since the run game struggled early last so week. So mm-hmm. I think definitely getting to see them uh, work with guys like Kylan Hill and Patrick Taylor will be huge. Uh, but it's also uh, kind of rolling into our next news point is that Royce Neiman will get the start at right guard. <laughs> yeah. So that's big. That's also why I think that uh, the Packers will roll out the starting five um, on Saturday. Is yeah, giving him, him the, giving him a chance to compete for that starting job. Absolutely. Interesting. So I mean, is that a knock on Lucas Patrick or is that a I, I think it, statement I think it comes, on Royce's play? I think Royce, he was the top graded player uh, last week against the Texans on offense. And I think it comes down to, you know what you're going to get in Lucas Patrick. I think he's a really good player, but you know his ceiling at this point. You don't know Royce Neiman's uh, ceiling. And so I think to see him with a starting five or kind of a mixed match of a starting five would be really good. Yeah, and I like what the floor is doing with that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, any interesting notes from uh, having the Jets in town, having Matt's brother and, and really good friend Robert Sala in, other than the kind of subtle jabs they've taken at each other? <laughs> I, I think it's good. I know I've watched a lot of things on and read a lot of things about people who've been at the practices. Just they feel a different buzz right now. It, it, you know, it, it definitely does kick up the competition level, having a different team in, not having to beat up on your own guys. And also, yeah. you know, I think having it be a little scrappy. I know, you know, we're talking after the second practice. So they definitely said the second practice was a little chippier, which mm-hmm. is kind of good, you know, especially for the bottom of the roster guys to really show that they care that they're fighting for a spot and, you know, mm-hmm. whether that's fighting on the field or off the field, uh, <laughs> it right. should be pretty good. But also, I mean, I would say the biggest standout from just what we're hearing is what Robert Tunyon's done the last two days going mm-hmm. up a, against a different defense and really just having his way. I think he's been a, a complete standout all camp obviously comes off a big, big 2020 season kind of I think this is the year where he tries and goes and earns his money either from Green Bay or another Mm -hmm. team so I think he's definitely going to want to show up and show out and same with MVS you know MVS has been a streaky player 
a lot of his camps. Obviously, I think he turned it on great last season. I think his play alone was one of the main reasons why the Packers were able to propel their offense to the best in the league, having that deep ball threat constantly yeah. going and, you know, say what you want about him dropping a few and fumbling in Indianapolis. He is a great player. And this yeah. is the, this is the first year where I've heard all the beat reporters, all the fans at practice say that he's having a great camp and, is being con- and being consistent. You know, usually mm-hmm. I remember last year you'd hear about, you know, Oh, MVS had a good practice. Oh, now right. he has a bad practice. Mm-hmm. He's not had that this off season, this off season, this training camp, he's only had good practices. And that is yeah. really great. Cause in my mind, I don't know about you. I'll ask you this, but I see MVS as our number two. Yes. I know Lazard, Lazard I might get, may, I feel like Lazard may get more snaps, but why Lazard gets more snaps is because of his contribution in the running game. But yes. I think as a pass catcher, MVS is a legit it's number better. two. Yes. And for a team, you know, a different team next off season when he's wanting to get paid. And I don't know if the Packers will hold on to him because I'm not sure how much he'll want to get paid. I think he yeah. could be a legit number one on yeah. a team. I, I really do. Yes, I think I agree just with that. the way he's he's uh, just constantly gotten better every season. I really do think if he has a big year this year, kind of builds upon what he did last season, I think he could be a legit number one elsewhere. Yes, uh, for sure. Another thing that stood out to me listening to uh, Aaron Rodgers press conference talk about this joint practice and just how it's different from the last time around. It's very public that Aaron hated the last joint practice that they had with the Texans two years ago, Mm -hmm. publicly hated it, uh, bashed it. Well, and his press conference, I guess, what was that yesterday? Uh, he just talked about how it was It was better this time around. He was told he couldn't go scorched earth on it. That was a joke he made. <laughs> he couldn't rip it apart. But having uh, because there's so much familiarity between Matt and Robert Sala and Michael Fuller and Matt, that there was a lot more collaboration. There was a lot more of the offensive defensive coordinators talking to each other and figuring, yeah. hey, we want to sh- we want to look at these plays. We want to do these schemes and figure these things out that there's a lot more collaboration there. And it's and that's more beneficial for not only Aaron, but for the rest of the team, it, it was almost like him slamming the Texans. Yeah. Like backhandedly sure. the, with Bill O'Brien's Texans. Cause I, he talked about, you know, running red zone and uh, the Texans would drop eight and he, how he would just be so pissed because in, in an actual game scenario, you wouldn't actually do that against him. Mm-hmm. And it was just the drills that the Texans wanted to run. So there just wasn't that type of collaboration that there is this time around. So that was yeah. definitely interesting to hear. I definitely think uh, in the following years after this, I think we're going to see Matt LaFleur bring in a lot of his buddies around the league. I I definitely could see us, you know, bringing in the Jets even again next year, just because of that familiarity with the the coaching staff. The Falcons could be a good one, possibly the Rams, Titans, Titans, different guys where, you know, LaFleur knows the staff knows the system and the, the practices are productive. And I think that's, what's been great. And it was really cool to hear Aaron kind of go back on what he said of, I hate joint practices because he's seen how they should work. Obviously when the Texans came in, it turned into a bunch of fights and a bunch of injuries. And, (laughs) you know, I feel bad because the jets have had some major injuries the past two days in green Bay. I mean, I know Carl Lawson, Torres Achilles, that's a big one for them. Torres Achilles today. So that's a bummer for them, but also, 
you know, I, I think the Packers are really benefiting from having them here. And it sounds like they've dominated pretty much both practices. Do you think they would do one of these on the road? Or do you think you they'll know, always do this in Green Bay? I don't know. And it, it, def- it definitely depends next year what the COVID protocols are, because I think mm-hmm. having that third preseason game, not having a fourth, and today was the, I want to say was the last public pra- practice was. for the Packers. So yep. possibly going to, you know, closing up public training camp week two, and then week three going somewhere next year, I could see that. But I yeah. definitely think as much as they can, the Packers are going to always want to invite people to their place because yeah. of what they mean to the city of Green Bay and also what, you know, opposing fans coming into it, more people coming into town for Green Bay, like that does so much for the economy for right. Green Bay. So I definitely think that uh, more than likely it will always be in Green Bay with joint practices. It's crazy that this is the last public practice and there's so much time yeah. now between now and the season where we're not going to have eyes on practices mm-hmm. uh, other than and, the, re- the reporters. Yeah. And it was kind of, I was listening to Aaron Nagler today and he kind of said it, it's such a simple thing he said, but he said, they're basically just getting a bye week before the start of the season, which just kind of, the way, the way he worded it kind of just clicked in my brain. Like I've always known they've had an extra week before mm-hmm. week one against the saints, but him just putting it kind of in layman's terms has really been like, wow, that's actually really cool that they're, you know, really going to be able to have a full week of game planning, really a week and a half of game planning after the Bills game. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I think this is what they should have been doing for probably the past five years. I think the four preseason games have really just been such an overkill. Yes. And so I think, too, you're getting an extra game in the regular season anyway. So, yeah, I, I was never a fan of the whole 17 game thing. But, you know, just because of records and, and yeah. stats and, you know, being there no, no more 500, basically, it's just weird. It's going to take yeah. me another year or two to get used <laughs> to the numbers, but I guess I'll be okay. And again, it's more football. So who can really complain True about that? that? Uh, anything else practice related or is there, I mean, any other thoughts on where we can go from here? Uh, practice related. I think the last thing is that the Packers are getting healthier. King's yes. the Kiki's practice, the Darius Smith is practice, Kevin King is practice, Rashawn Even Gary, D-Bock Aaron Jones. Up. Yeah, D-Box getting a little, little bit more active in rehab. So I definitely think that the Packers are, I think they're trading, treating this training camp really well. I really yes. do. I think, you know, it, even if it's been a minor, minor injury, kind of holding those guys out, knowing that, you know, most of these guys won't play in the preseason at all. So you might as well just keep their bodies fresh because it is a longer season. And so yep. it's going to be very interesting to see. And it, the Packers have a later buy, which I think is good, mm-hmm. but it'll be interesting to see how these teams handle having that extra game, how they handle it. They handle the stamina of a 17 game season. It's going to be really yeah. interesting. Uh, Daniel, how about these new uniforms? These new alternative classic uniforms. Ooh, I th- boy. think they are absolutely terrific. I think, oh. you know, the when the Packers said that they were going to come out with a color rush and then it basically looked like the away uniform. Yes. It was cool. It was all right, but it wasn't what we were wanting. I definitely right. think we were looking for a throwback 
jersey of course the acme packer stuff was super cool mm-hmm. but it's also great that now it looks so clean but also so nostalgic it is yes. so cool and obviously the packers jerseys now are so iconic what they wear sunday in sunday out is so iconic i remember buying my first packers jersey at eight years old and just looking at kind of you know how it like stacks like the yellow Mm-hmm. white yellow green it just looks so pretty yes. but these new 1950s ripoff jerseys are absolutely <laughs> so cool they are so cool they are so good looking i i love the i love the helmet with no logo yeah. on it no i know some people were kind of iffy on it but i love it looks clean it's so cool oh so so clean i'm a big hey, fan in austin congratulations i feel like you broke the news on the jerseys I, you know, I feel, I mean, thanks, but I feel like I didn't because I saw it from somebody else and I just, you know, Hey, I tweeted the image out and you know, yeah, those Canadians reacting to it. The Canadians just, they, they they couldn't wait for it. And so that was, that was a cool, cool thing. (laughs) At first I thought you were yanking my chain when you sent me the, I thought it was fake too, but I was, "Ah, yeah, I'm going to run with it and just delete it. I I think a lot of people that was their educated guess that they were going to go with something from the fifties. So yeah, I think it was a good, good way. Yes. Uh, Are are you getting one and what, what player are you going to get? That's been interesting to see what people think about what player they're going to get. I don't know if I'll get one right away. Yeah. Also, fun fact is, I think a lot of the other merch, not only the jerseys, but if you go to the Packers Pro Shop or even NFL Shop, the just 50s collection is so cool. So good. It's uh, all like so the good. hats, the sweatshirts, the shirts, like they are so cool. So good. But if I had to get a jersey, I'd probably get an Aaron Jones. I think him signing yeah. a new contract and me having an old um, Acme Aaron Jones jersey. The second mm. version of the Aaron Jones jersey, I think, will be kind of pretty cool. So, yeah, I think that's yeah. the one I'd have to get. I'm I'm debating. I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I have Aaron Rodgers jerseys, but I also like this is likely the only year he's going to wear it. But I also yeah. don't have a Jair jersey. So you got to get a Jair jersey. I know. Yeah, I, think yeah, I feel like I feel like every week I see you in a new Aaron Rodgers jersey. I feel like you have three, <laughs> three whites, four home ones. So I think it'd be nice to see you in a Jair Alexander jersey. I, yes, I do need to mix it up. I, th- I do have, I only have three for the record. So, you know, Daniel's <laughs> viewing fake news. I do have only, I have three Rodgers jerseys. Um, I've, so funny story. So my first Packers jersey was a Brett Favre jersey. Mm-hmm. My second one was buying Aaron Rodgers jersey in... 2008 right when he became the starter all that stuff Mm -hmm. and then you know outgrew that obviously because i was eight but then i remember being 10 years old the super bowl season buying a way too big aaron Rodgers jersey (laughs) at a flea market for like 40 bucks (laughs) and austin can attest i wear that almost every sunday yep it's kind of gross. Like I'm kind of glad that he's on the back half of his career because this thing's kind of getting gross. You have to retire. But it is, I mean, that thing has seen some miles. It's caught tears. It's caught blood, rot worse. It has caught everything. And so, yeah, that 
I'll probably never buy another Aaron Rodgers jersey just because of how much that one means to me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's almost like an air. It's almost an heirloom at this point. (laughs) Oh, for sure. You almost have to get it framed when he retires. I know. I've always wanted to like, if he ever does like a public signing, just have him sign it and then just like throw it in, throw it in a, in a locked case and never Mm -hmm. have to touch it again because it for sure. Either that or make it a family heirloom. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, what else, bud? Anything else? I mean, just looking forward to the Jets. I mean, we'll do another another recap like we did, you know, capturing our immediate thoughts. Hopefully there's not a blunder. Hopefully there's not another Josh Jackson type performance. I, I would say the number one thing I'm looking for coming up this Saturday against the Jets is just a little bit more consistency. Yes. I think on all phases of the ball, obviously, I mean, I could totally see them holding out 30 guys again. Mm-hmm. I think you might see a few more. So let's bring that number down to maybe 25. I don't think we're going to see a whole lot. Yeah. Um, other than that, I definitely don't think Aaron Rodgers will play. So yeah. honestly, though, if I'm being really honest, I'm excited to see Zach Wilson. <laughs> really the jets i am i think you know i think we're we know what we're gonna see in kurt and jake it's gonna be a little sloppy but yeah it's disappointing no jordan another a few uh, yeah a future franchise quarterback i'm kind of excited to see that or a potential bust or a potential bust either or i'm not i'm not a fan you're not a fan Uh, of zach wilson i don't i don't buy it i think he's gonna be another jets bust just because there's not a whole lot to talk about this game obviously because it's a preseason game who do you think will have the most success from last year's quarterback class the 2021 quarterback class with the 2020 quarterback class 2021 the most recent oh i'm sorry for the most recent yep oh uh you know i want to say trevor trevor lawrence i want to say trevor Mm-hmm. Okay. I th- I think it's a combination of him, but also I think they're I think they're nailing the coaching staff. I think they're nailing trying to build the culture. Yeah. In that building, and I think he's going to benefit from it. I I just I'm a big believer. I've always been a big believer in Trevor Lawrence. So yeah, I'm gonna have to pick him. What about you? I would have to say either Mac Jones or Trey Lance. Just because of, of what situations they're going into. Yes. I think both of the situations is probably both of them. They don't have to be the starters right away. And two, you know, one with, I guess I should kind of single out Mac Jones, him coming from Alabama, knowing the system and then going to new England. Yes. Is like two dreams for a player. And also I just think that they're just both smart decision makers. They're not, gonna totally blunder a whole lot yeah i think that their floors are maybe a little bit lower than a justin fields or trevor lawrence but i also think their bottoming out is way higher than those two guys i I like the mac jones ah yeah him going to new england and they essentially get their tom brady 2.0 yeah yeah and And, and from what i've listened to different people it sounds like he's gonna beat cam for the starting job you think i think i I think it might be one of those mid-season things where they're not completely out of it. Like they're not losing a whole lot of games, but they just need like a fresh little spark to the offense and bringing him in. But I could definitely see him starting as well. But my starting by week three, starting by week three. I think by week three, I think Cam has a really short leash. Yeah. 
but he's also looked good in his preseason games. Yeah. I know that doesn't mean much, but I mean, he's looked sharp. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's going to be fun to see. It's a, a good quarterback class. And of course, you know, the bears still suck. Just to yeah. feel, I just, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, I, I, yes, bears fans are excited. Bears fans are all over Twitter pumping their chests out. I just want to say season game. If it happens, it's not going to be with, uh, Matt Nagy as the coach. 100% no. Might be with <laughs> Doug Peterson. <laughs> hey, that wouldn't that's not the worst situation for for them. Doug. Yeah. Uh who are some of your guys that you're looking for against the Jets? I know obviously Jordan Love was going to be our pick all three weeks, but we kind of got a wrench in the system. Now we have to be more creative. I want to yeah. see Eric Stokes. I will yeah. hopefully he plays more. I want to, you know, see him get live action against other guys not in practice, not again, not getting burnt by Devonte yeah. in practice. Uh, other than that, I mean, I think I've, another one that a lot of people like is TJ Slayton. Just seeing mm-hmm. what that guy's got. He, he played some great snaps against the Texans. I thought he played mm-hmm. a lot of snaps too, but I definitely think he was quality. I think he took on a lot of double teams. Uh, I think one of my main guys, at least on defense is going to be Oren Burks. I think he showed up and showed out. Definitely, you know, I'm really critical of him and Ty Summers. I feel like I've said that on this show before, mm-hmm. but I think he he flashed last week, and obviously he did. Joe Joe Barry was blitzing him like crazy, but if he can kind of put a performance together like he did last week, I think it will be really good. Yes, I agree. I agree. That'll be a fun one to see. Well, Daniel, uh, any other closing? I'll get the floor for any closing thoughts before we get out of here, or you just you want to punt it. I just want to say consistent key C consistency, consistency. That's all I'm looking for on Saturday. Please. No special teams blunders. Yes. I don't, I don't want to like throw my hat on the floor over a special teams issue. No calling timeouts (laughs) because you can't get your assignments right and figure out what guys you have. No, no stupid plays on special teams, please. For the love of God. Yeah. No disappointments on special teams. Clean it up. Clean it up. (laughs) Daniel, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on Twitter at Daniel Marhanka. That's M-A-R-H-A-N-K. Where can people find you out on the internet, Austin? You can find me on Twitter at Austin A. Gann. More importantly, you can follow the pod. Well, actually, no, you can't follow the podcast. We actually have a, a Twitter account called Tw- Titletown Post. And, you know, we decided to expand the podcast account a while back since we're, we're posting a lot more than just the podcast. So we want to, you know, provide great Packers content. So you can follow that at Titletown Post on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can follow the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Leave a review, uh, share it, let your friends and family know, let all the people know, go bug your neighbors in the middle of the night, go knock on the door, tell them they need to listen. Absolutely. Until next time, Daniel. See ya. Adios.